Hello, friends, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. And I created the U-Turn book and the podcast as a place to help you connect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I want to bring a guest on with the intention of helping you expand what's possible for you, both in your confidence, whether it's in work or love, and just in life in general. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited for today's episode of U-Turn Podcast. I feel like one of the biggest influences on my, I don't want to say success, but like my fulfillment and my happiness has been my spiritual connection. And I have a master's in spiritual psychology. I've devoted a lot of my life to understanding myself through a soul-centered lens. And that's why I'm really excited today's episode is going to be about your spiritual connection. Whatever your religion is, whatever your belief system is, you can take this how it applies and resonates most for you. And that's why I wanted to bring Suzanne Giesman onto the show. She's a spiritual teacher, an author, and a messenger of hope who really guides people to that certainty that love never dies and that we're part of a multidimensional universe. She's recognized on Watkins Mind, Body, Spirit Magazine 2022 list of the 100 most spiritually influential living people. And she is a woman after my own heart. She is a former U.S. Navy commander, commanding officer, and aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff. And her transition from senior military officer to her current work is featured in the award-winning documentary, Messages of Hope, which is based on her memoir by the same name. She has authored 13 books and written and narrated six hemi-sync recordings. She produces the Daily Way inspirational messages read by tens of thousands. I could go on and on. Obviously, I'm really excited to ask her about all things spirituality and divine connection. uh, And I just can't wait to dive in. Let's talk about the holiday season, my friends. It is filled with end-of-year celebrations, gatherings with loved ones, traveling, cozy nights in, wild nights out, and yummy treats. This year, I've been really focused on not letting my sweet tooth get the best of me. We all know it happens to me. And I found the perfect remedy, Soul CBD's tinctures. Not only are these tinctures tasty and sweet, but they also calm my nerves. Navigating the holidays with stressful travel and end of the year work rushes, having some extra support to calm my nervous system and reduce inflammation has been so key. Just a few of Soul CBD's drops will do the trick. This powerful tincture is convenient and portable. I always throw one in my purse or my bag, so relief is just a drop away anywhere. You can spice up your morning coffee with the pumpkin spice tincture, or you can place a few drops of peppermint under your tongue for a perk of sweetness, and also add some lemon lime tinctures to your sparkling water at a holiday party. It's so easy, it's powerfully calming, and it's absolutely delicious. Soul CBD has an epic discount to share with the U-Turn community of 15% off your order. Just head on over to ashleystahl.com slash soul. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L to access our special page with them. And don't forget to use the code U-Turn at checkout. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So Suzanne, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Ashley, we get to spend time talking about my favorite subjects. So yay. Yeah. Funny, your favorite subjects happen to be mine too. Um, 
You know, it's actually so rare that I talk to somebody who worked in national security and also um, has devoted themselves to speaking about some form of spirituality. Um, Was there anything confronting about your work in security or in government to your spirituality? Um, I asked because one of the things I, it was something that I really struggled with was the question of why, like there were some days behind the computer screen where I would see, you know, someone blow their head off. And I would think to myself, like, if there is something spiritual, if there is a context, like, why do we live in a world that has this? Um, there was a period of my life where I worked in the private sector and I managed a threat team for a Fortune 50 client who, you know, I reported to their chief security officer. And I just remember seeing the reports fly in every single day of bombing after bombing after bombing, child, you know, arms severing off, like just the worst of the worst. So I wanted to open up here because it's where I can meet you the most. Um, So I would love your feedback on your experience. Well, I was in the last aircraft in U.S. airspace on 9-11. I was the chairman's aide at that time. Every other aircraft had been grounded, and we flew over the World Trade Center as it was smoking. We didn't know that it had collapsed at that point, or perhaps it hadn't even collapsed. The second tower had not collapsed. And then we went back to Washington, D.C., and we went into our burning office building, the Pentagon, and worked there as it burned for three more days. I watched as they looked for bodies. And at that time, just like you said, boy, we're starting out heavy here, huh? Yeah. I, I, I questioned Is this life all there is? And especially, why are some people in the wrong place at the wrong time? Because I was a commander at that time, and another Navy commander, two weeks shy of retirement, was killed when the aircraft hit the Pentagon. And by the way, I've had people say to me, did that really happen? Like it was a conspiracy theory that it didn't really happen. And I literally stepped over jet engine pieces on the grass within hours of it happening. So yeah, it really happened. But the thing is, Ashley... I had no idea there was a greater reality at that time. So I didn't have answers. I had no spirituality. I was raised with no religion. My parents didn't take us to church more than a handful of times when I was five years old. And so at that time, those were the big questions I asked. And I didn't know how to get answers. So I picked up some booklets that I found outside the chaplain's office in the Pentagon. I started reading traditional Christian and other beliefs, some Jewish beliefs. And I just set it aside because it wasn't answering the questions to the satisfaction of my heart. Yeah. And so the I retired from the Navy with exactly 20 years to the date because I said, life's too short not to live your dreams while you can. And so there was no spiritual decision. It was just I'm I'm going to go live my fully human life, not realizing that we are not only human. Mm-hmm. And so it was through the death of my stepdaughter several years later, while we were off living our dream, that I had to ask those questions again. Mm-hmm. And that started my spiritual path. For many people who are listening, it's, a, it's some kind of a big wake up call like that, that really turns your life, does that U-turn that you talk yeah. about. Yeah. 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 I think that the biggest catalysts for transformation, especially spiritually, tend to be love or death, you know? Mm-hmm. And so 
I don't really know how to start an episode like this very lightly because I think spirituality, when you really deeply look at it, is a commitment to truth. And that means whatever's true for you. Well, we can lighten things up by saying that life does tend to balance it out. And with the the downs come the ups. And then in the middle, you find the joy. Yeah. Here I am. And I know you have a sister who passed and I have a stepdaughter who passed and my parents now. But after all of that, and I just know how to find the joy and the balance. Life is a total joy. There are moments of human pain, but not suffering anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that um, one thing I've noticed from the most light, bright, shiny, energized souls in my life is that they have some really heavy, dark stories that Mm. they have worked through, sat with, been through. Yeah, It makes sense because if you don't look at your darkness, it takes up your capacity. If you don't look at your pain, it's just there. And it's so amazing to set yourself free and to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror, to look at your life, to be honest with yourself. So, um, and to release. And so, and you could free yourself up. I like to to picture this light inside all of us. That's our divine spark that just does not go out, cannot ever go out. And what we have are layers of conditioned thinking. So it's like clouds in the sky. You just need to learn to part them. And that's the darkness. But once you do excavate all that stuff and are willing to look at it, then your light just shines. So every once in a while, clouds will come back in. Tragedy does happen. But we then have tools and awareness of that light within. And it's ever present and always available. Mm, So I want to talk to you about some of the awarenesses and the tools that have been most transformational for you and for people you've supported. Um, What are a few mind shifts or realizations or perspectives through which you look at the world that have created this level of light within you? It's living what I call the awakened way. And it's three simple understandings. We could talk about how I came to those understandings, but number one, that we are not only human. And until we come to realize that we are also souls now, we continue to view this life through the lens of only human. And it's like being in a little, I'm going like a circle, but it's a little box. And, And we're so limited in our viewpoint that way. But when you realize you can blow the walls out of that box and see things from the soul's perspective, that changes the whole story that we're living here. Number two, how to live the awakened way is to understand we really are part of one big web that will reveal itself to you in the most magical ways if you get out of that limited thinking and start to see the connections, not only with each other here at this level, but with higher beings who absolutely are real and will give you evidence that they exist through synchronicity and magical moments that aren't magic at all, but just the web in action. And then the third one is that you find healing, connection, guidance through expanded states of awareness, not through this little box. And how do you do that? By finding moments of presence and silence to create that space in your mind. 
Hey, U-Turners, I want to take this moment to say that this episode is sponsored in part by SaneBox, an email tool that I have been using every single day to be more productive and less scattered. With the average person working and getting 100 to 200 emails a day, I don't know about you, but I've been fighting the fight with email for a few years now, and after continuously losing, I decided that I needed help. I did my research and I was so excited to find SaneBox as an affordable tool for my Gmail and it works with any other email provider really that can sort your emails for you before you open up your laptop and get lost in the sauce. All you'll see once you download it is on your sidebar where there's words like inbox or trash. There will be a couple other new folders that I'm totally obsessed with. One is called Sane Later, which is pretty much code for all the emails coming in that you don't need to see. And the other one, my favorite one, is called the Sane Black Hole, which is where you can drag and drop emails that you just don't want to be subscribed to anymore. The Sane Later box automatically uses artificial intelligence to know that you don't want that email and it puts it right there in that folder. Every few days, I check my Sane Later folder, skim through it, and I'm just so happy to be saving so much time. I used to spend every single morning overwhelmed by my inbox and now I have so much more time on my hands thanks to SaneBox. So for the first couple of weeks, I monitored my SaneBox once a day and dragged and dropped messages from senders that I would have wanted in my regular inbox. And now I find that it perfectly knows who should and shouldn't be waking their way in my inbox. So head on over to www.sanebox.com slash U-turn. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N to access 14 days of SaneBox for free and a $25 credit to get a serious discount on the super affordable year membership now. It's time we all get out of our inbox and back into our life. Now let's get back to this week's episode. It's, it's so powerful to hear you talk about silence because I find that, you know, I read a study, it was by Stanford and I've been looking to find it, but it was something around 80, 84% of your best ideas come when you're not working. <laughs> and I remember reading that thinking, well, yeah, like when your mind is busy, it's too busy to hear something new. Like, you know, like your hands, your mind is full. So um, you said that you, you know, find these expanded states of awareness through presence and through silence. I know a lot of people listening probably struggle to be present. You know, there was a lot of years that I thought, oh, I have a really bad memory. And I well, realized- then I have a challenge. Yeah. For everybody. First of all, write the word silent down. It's the exact same letters as the word listen. Mm. Yeah. So my challenge is to do my sip of the divine practice every day for three weeks. That's S-I-P. And it stands for sit in peace. How does that sound? Mm. And it's three minutes. It's a three minute practice. Like you sip your coffee every day or you sip a smoothie or tea. You have three minutes for that. So no more excuses. I can't meditate. I can't be quiet. Three minutes a day. There's a video on YouTube. If you look up Suzanne Giesman's Sip of the Divine, the exact instructions are there. People are being transformed by this. To do it for three weeks and you're suddenly realizing you have more space in your mind. You are listening. You're finding that peace from just three minutes a day. I have a kindergartner, kindergarten teacher teaching it the sip of the divine to her students. 
And they love it. They're like, teacher, can we sip today? Can we sip now? And they're teaching their parents. The kids go home and teach their parents because they just love it. This, this moment of stopping the busyness. I love what you're sharing. And I mean, the power of the silence. I find that a lot of people, like one thing I was saying before we got into that was I used to think I had a bad memory and I realized it was that I was just never present in the first place. So it's not that I don't remember things. I just wasn't actually there in the first place to remember. So I know a lot of people are going to sit in peace, you know, and listen to this for a few minutes, but they're not going to experience a feeling of peace. They're going to have a noisy mind. So uh, uh, uh. what's your feedback there? When Outstanding. They- I just had a conversation with a man that got out of maximum security prison. He was there for two years. He was a professional and the others around him weren't. He was a practice. Uh, he knew meditation. I don't know how experienced he was in meditation, but he taught the prisoners to meditate for one minute a day. And for the first time in their lives, they touched and experienced peace Mm. and it transformed them. Mm. He taught them remote viewing where Mm. he would hold in his mind a place, a location or a thing. And he taught them how to go there in their mind and describe it. Now, here's the key that answers your question. You know, if you can't find peace, how do you how do you touch on that? You notice what stands out from the noise? Hmm. The prisoners are in an environment where the lights are never turned off, constantly noisy, people screaming, yelling, talking, cursing, and lights and clanging 24-7. And yet they were able to do something with their mind that took them out of that place. Hmm. One minute a day brought that about. One minute of just noticing the clouds that pass through the sky. That presence of what are my ordinary thoughts that keep going round and round and round. All of a sudden, when you notice them, you notice what stands out from the noise. Mm. And what stands out is higher guidance, what you need to know. It's it's an amazing practice. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we also talk a lot in today's world about mindfulness and, you know, like one of the things I'm not very mindful with is my eating. Like I eat so fast. <laughs> and oh, it's good, practice. good opportunity to practice. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people, I like what you just did there, reminding me it's an opportunity. Sometimes we see things as problems when they're just invitations. To get- it's not just slowing down, Ashley. It's turning off the television and putting your phone upside down across the table while you're eating. Why do you have to be doing something else while you're eating? Yeah. Yeah. What are you what are you telling yourself that says I have to do this or why can't you stand the silence? That was my number one aha moment 2 decades ago when I said why can't I stand the silence? What am I afraid of seeing within myself? Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I find that there's a lot of people who keep busy and I think the pandemic really was a good example of bringing this out where it's like it got you were quarantined and put into your house, you couldn't have social plans and all of these mental health feelings that a lot of us had been avoiding would come up because we had to sit there and be with ourselves whether we liked it or not. We couldn't hide in plans, we couldn't hide in our schedules. Um what are some other ways that you find healing? and expanded states of awareness. Like I know meditation and silence is one of them. Um, is there any other thing you you do or you find helps you access that? Well, through meditation, if you can set the goal to understand that at a deeper level, you are already whole. 
you are already complete. The soul is not broken, fractured, or wounded. We as humans are walking wounded. Absolutely. But the soul can't be wounded. The soul is light. And so as you sit in the silence for one minute or three minutes, set the intention to know yourself as a soul, to feel the wholeness beyond the story. So coming to separate the part of you that's the story of you, the mm-hmm. Suzanne story, the Ashley story, state your name story. Separate that from this part of you that never changes. The part of you that looked in the mirror at five years old, 15 years old, 35 years old, and beyond that always feels the same is the soul, never mm-hmm. changes. So set the intention to feel the difference in that. And then I like to use the acronym FLOW, that stands for feel loving open wholeness. It's a beautiful practice when my husband pushes my buttons and I'm like, how can he think that way or see things that way or do that? All of a sudden I flow with what he presented me and I feel loving towards him. I feel open towards him because that's the yin and yang. You know, that's his way of seeing the world and my seeing the way the world is part of the wholeness. By rejecting parts of yourself and parts of others, no wonder you feel empty. You're you're not allowing life to express itself in all of its ways. Does this mean we condone bad behavior? No, but it's part of the wholeness while we're here. Mm-hmm. So flow with what presents itself, like improv. You say yes to everything and then yes, and I don't care for that. So we're going to change that. But at least you're not blocking the wholeness. You flow, you accept, and then you say, what is the best choice now? Yeah, it's so hard, I'm sure, for so many people. And to me, that's what personal development and growth is, is how short can that bridge between an event and your grounded response be? You know, like in the past, when I was younger, something would happen and it took me a long time to get into, okay, I'm going to cross the bridge over into flow which you said was feeling loving, loving, open, aware, and wholeness. wholeness. Feeling loving, open, wholeness. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And now, I mean, after so many years of working on myself, it's just a quick shift usually. So I know that sometimes that can take work. Um, what are some tools or even some books you've read? I would love just anything that you feel has really delivered to you this skill of moving into flow. Absolutely learning that there's a type of breathing called vagal breathing, V-A-G-A-L, where if you breathe in, say, to the count of four, very slowly, and out to the count of six, so breathe out longer than you breathe in, the pressure of your rib cage as you exhale that extra few seconds presses against the vagus nerve that runs from the brainstem down through the torso. It triggers the body's relaxation response. So just one breath like that releases the stress. And if you had a craving, it's gone. Because what brings about cravings? Stress. Mm. It helps you get centered and be present. So breathing is huge. I actually talk about BPM, like beats per minute. Three ways to just get centered and be present is breathing, practicing, uh, noticing your posture. 
you know, what is what does joy look like? This, right? What does sadness look like? It's like this. We mm-hmm. we fold into ourselves. So if you notice your posture in any minute, put your shoulders, just put them back. You're connecting with your higher self. You automatically feel better. So breathing and posture and then mindfulness. What am I telling myself right now? And am I believing it? And is it true? Mindful of your thoughts. If you practice BPM, you'll be coming from that heart space more and more often. I have little reminders around me all the time to to notice, am I conscious? Am Mm. I aware? Mm. How's my posture? How's my breathing? Am I present? What are my thoughts? If you're going to have a busy mind, fill it with that kind of busyness. Do you struggle with brain fog or have difficulty focusing? Or do you have trouble recalling names, dates, or where you left things? If so, I have some really good news for you. Newtopia, powered by Bioptimizers, has created a brand new one-of-a-kind product called Collagenius. It combines collagen, cocoa, and cacao with four different types of adaptogenic mushrooms. You've got lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, and chaga. This cutting edge blend fights brain fog, helps repair your brain, improves your ability to focus and boosts something called BDNF, which supports improved learning and memory power. After every serving of Collagenius, you'll feel calm, more alert, more energized, and your ability to memorize and recall information will improve. You'll also get a hefty dose of antioxidants for immune support. Collagenius has been so delicious, I've loved throwing it into my coffee, into my smoothies, and it's sweetened with stevia, and it tastes like a rich chocolate elixir. So simply mix it with water, milk, anything you think of that you take every day and enjoy. Or for a more potent blend, you can mix it with your morning coffee like I do to turn it into a more mood-boosting mocha. But whatever you do, don't miss out on brain-boosting power with this new product. For an exclusive offer, head on over to newtopia.com slash genius. That's N-O-O topia.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N-G-E-N-I-S, U-Turn Genius, and use the code U-Turn10 during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. Again, the special link is newtopia.com slash U-Turn Genius, and use the code U-Turn10 at checkout to get 10% off and free shipping. There's no risk to try it because you're protected by a 365-day full money-back guarantee, so head on over to newtopia.com slash U-Turn Genius and use the code U-Turn10 at checkout. Do it now and your brain will thank you. Now let's get back to this week's episode. As far as like, you know, routines or things that you do on a day-to-day basis, I get that you probably sit in peace for a few minutes, if not more per day. Um, Are there any other tools? Like I know I love journaling and writing a question at the top of my journal and letting my hands write the answer without me really knowing what they're going to say. What are some other ways or routines or just tools that we could recommend everyone look into after this episode? Well, I start my day every day with some kind of meditative practice and it's not like an hour. So that's why the three minutes is so perfect. But I usually spend about seven to 20 minutes a day. And set the intention of coming to know that you are not alone. This is just huge. We haven't really mentioned this, so we're going to drop the bombshell right now. But I'm actually a very well-known medium now since Mm -hmm. I discovered the other side. I talk to people's loved ones who have passed, and I do that with astounding evidence, things that I couldn't possibly know about people they share with me. 
and mm. their loved ones validate it. As a former Navy commander, that's what I need. I need that evidence. Mm-hmm. And that connection and connection with my own non-physical helpers, my guides, that is so filled with evidence. So no other explanation moments, so many of those, that I have no doubt that we are part of a greater reality. So that has come about through the daily practice of expanding my awareness and attuning to the Mm -hmm. higher realities, never having any idea that that existed. It was when my stepdaughter passed that I said, she's got to still survive. You can't kill this spirit that she had. And so that's why I began sitting quietly every day. That was in 2006. And I've probably missed 10 days since 2006. Wow. That that daily practice of expanding my awareness and watching and noticing what is arising in awareness. Is there some intelligent being here? Talk to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, will they talk to you? So what is my daily practice now? Remind myself who I am first thing in the morning by sitting quietly and start engaging whatever I sense. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, it's it's just this ongoing listening to the guidance, knowing we are all incredibly guided and that all of your brilliant thoughts are really not necessarily your own. Uh-huh. That higher consciousness puts thoughts in your mind to guide you, but you got to ask. Mm-hmm. So I start up my day and I say, guide me, lead me, bring on the miracles and may my lessons be as painless as possible. That's, that's a really important one. I like that little second part right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you're open to this on the podcast, all good if not, but I would love to experience your channeling. If there's any messages that you have from the other side to share, whether it's with me, with anyone, uh, you would, you would be the first medium we've really Yep. I don't, I don't do private readings on the air because that's a, well, I don't, I'm not even giving excuses. It's just something that I do on one-on-one sessions that, that is sacred to me. And we go really deep and get the real gold nuggets evidence that doesn't come out on what we call drive-by readings, like on the radio, but the guides are always present. So let me just see what they have to say. So it's just a simple shift. Okay. They always mess with my lip. The greatest challenge that all of you have is the feeling of not being worthy. And if you were to understand that there is no concept of worthy at the higher levels, you will realize that it is a waste of the valuable time you have in your lifetime. There is no time across the veil, and yet you must deal with it here for the cause and effects lessons that result. Can you see how feelings of unworthiness are holding you back? If you knew that all of us see you as equals to us, there are no higher or lower beings. You would stop doing silly things to be appreciated, to be loved. Love is the lack of separation. Where all is connected, there cannot be anything but love. Come to know that you cannot be separated from the higher realms and from your higher self, and this will transform your life. You are so very loved is a phrase with which we end each of our daily messages, and it is a phrase which you need to hear on a regular basis, for you have learned the opposite. 
from fellow human beings who do not realize this truth. Mm. What a beautiful share. We just always ask everybody to feel that in your heart. How does that feel in your heart? And I know that there are people, some people get teary and they say, why do I want to cry? Because the soul is saying, now do you remember? This is what we've been trying to tell you. And every one of you can tap into that yourself. Everybody has the ability to connect across the veil and with your own loved ones because you're a soul now. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I-, I thought it was interesting that the sharer had a uh, reference to there's no higher or lower, that huh. we're all equal. Um, I feel like there's a lot of religion and just a lot of the matrix that we're in that is based on ranking order and higher lower, especially coming from a career in the military where order is everything. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So if there aren't lower beings, like I, one thing I think a lot about is like illness. Like I think about bacteria and how we get sick um, and it impacts us. Um, I would think of that as like a lower being, like a lower energy that's taking my energy from me or hurting well, me. What's important to understand is point of view. Mm-hmm. They were talking from their point of view. They're coming from knowing that we are all ultimately, essentially beings of light, information, energy, consciousness. From mm-hmm. our human point of view, it's ridiculous to say there's no higher and lower. There is. That's just mm-hmm. the way this world plays out. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn to shift the perspective. I just did it the other day when I was feeling envious of somebody, a colleague who had who had this major achievement. I didn't like the feeling of that. It's very not how I operate anymore. And I just immediately went, ooh, human story. So then you go to the soul, you just shift to the soul's point of view and you say, oh, we're all like leaves on the same tree. And Mm -hmm. one leaf would never envy another leaf. Mm -hmm. So that was what I call up leveling one level. But then you can actually take it to the highest perspective where we're all expressions of one mind that's playing all these roles, the soul and the humans. And from this highest perspective, there's total joy because I am that other person enjoying that success. Mm. No envy, mm. no comparison. And you just see how in an instant I transmuted that yucky human feeling of envy and judgment to something equal and then total joy for that person and joy for me because I can now enjoy their success. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think that everyone listening might be curious to understand how they can hone their own intuitive opening or capabilities. And I think who better to ask than someone who has mediumship skills. Um, I know that when my sister passed away, I started having visions of her at night um, when she was on life support and she was in this like bright white room Mm. with like a ballerina bar. And she was She looked younger and in clothes that I hadn't seen her in for years. And she was just waiting in this white room every night. I would go to bed watching her in the white room and I would go. Did she play guitar? Um, I don't think she played guitar. Did she play guitar? Ask your parents. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Okay. That would surprise me, but maybe she did. She was a very creative person. Um, I remember seeing her in this white room and having these conversations with her and it was, it, and I remember asking her when she was on life support before it was clear whether she was actually going to have to be taken off life support. Um, is this the end? And she said to me, yes, this is the end. And 
I remember it wasn't clear at all. She just had a stroke. We didn't know the impact of it on her yet. It takes time to see it. And so I knew from moment one, just based on this voice that I heard from her, that this was it. And it didn't feel like fear. It just felt like a fact that came through my mind. Mm. And um, I don't know how to explain to someone how they can channel that. But another experience I had was I heard her say in my head to go into my bathroom and I was at my parents' house from high school uh, and there was a chest of pictures, like a leopard chest of pictures from high school. She said, open up the leopard chest. There's something for your big brother in there. And I opened it up and there was her journal from 1985. Hmm. And it was such a weird place for her journal to be because it's where all my high school pictures are. Like, why would my big sister leave a big old journal for me to pass along to my big brother. So I just pulled it out and couldn't believe I found that and passed it along to him. But all of this said, um, I, I would love any wisdom you have for someone listening who wants to start feeling that connection to what you called the veil, the other side yeah. of the veil. Yeah. The very first key is belief. You have to believe that you are part of something greater, that you are essentially awareness itself expressing through a human body. So believe that, that, that this greater reality exists and you can tap into it without the belief you won't get anywhere. So allow yourself to believe, read, read near death experiences, read resources that will show you with evidence like my work. Then number two, set the intention to come to know who you really are at the deeper levels. So belief and intention are keys. And then I teach, I have many online courses. I feel the best one I have is Personal Mediumship Plus. That's not everybody's cut out to do readings for other people, but we want to connect with our own people and our own guides. And it's not something that I could share in, in a one-hour interview. It's it's a probably a multi-hour course, two-day course when I do it in person, but it changes you to realize you can do this too. Right. And it's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything I haven't asked you about divine connection or tools that we can offer everyone listening before we go? I'm hearing no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who better to ask than the guides? I'm here yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you, your courses, your books? Um, yes, SuzanneGeisman.com. And scroll down to the bottom of the homepage. There's this free e-guide called Where Do I Begin? Because my website has so many resources and people are like, I don't know what to do with all this. It's all laid out there like a menu. What are you trying to do? All the lots and lots of free stuff on there. And I get daily messages. You can sign up to get by email. And within a few weeks, we'll have an amazing Awakened Way app with the daily messages that are so inspiring turn off the news and read something uplifting every day. There's a tool that will help. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week.